Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education, hosted by Travel Physical Therapist Duo, Jared and Whitney. Join us each week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic, or listen to the replay right here on our podcast. If you're new to travel therapy and are ready to get started, contact us to get connected with the travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting TravelTherapyMentor.com recruiters. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com recruiters. And if you're looking for the best way to get your CEUs online as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our CEUs online. You can go to TravelTherapyMentor.com slash MedBridge to see our discount code. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash MedBridge. And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com slash credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash credit. All right, and now on to this week's episode. Hey everyone. Hey guys. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor video. Tonight we are excited for this video. We're going to be talking about May Travel Therapy job market trends, an update on some of the numbers. So um, we've been doing these videos, I think it's been about six weeks since the last one, but we've been trying to do them monthly um, as the market changes. We've been doing them for about a year now, maybe over a year. Um, kind of through the pandemic, things were pretty rough as you guys know, and uh, we've been tracking the progress back up towards normal. So. We're excited, things are definitely improving. Um, this is actually our third video slash interview tonight, so if we sound kind of hoarse or tired, that's why. <laughs> We've pretty much been talking nonstop for the last three hours, so. Uh, but we're very excited about this and hopefully you guys will get some value from it. Um, Whitney's gonna introduce us and I'm gonna get this very video shared in a couple different groups. All right, hey everybody, thanks for joining us tonight. My name is Whitney Aiken. I'm Jared Kazazza. And we are both traveling doctors of physical therapy. Many of you guys may know us as the faces behind the Travel Therapy Mentor website and um, online presence um, on social media. We're on Instagram at Travel Therapy Mentor and on Facebook at Travel Therapy Mentor. Um, as Jared mentioned, you know, over the last year or so since there were some really big fluctuations in the travel therapy job market, um, especially because of the pandemic and even a little bit before the pandemic when there were some Medicare changes. Um, that were called PDPM and PDGM. There's been a lot of fluctuation in job availability and competitiveness of the job market. So we've tried to stay on top of the job market and bring you guys the latest updates. We work with several different companies. And when I say work with, we have, um, you know, we stay in communication with, we have relationships with several different recruiters at several different companies um, that we have taken jobs with ourselves or that we've somehow vetted and, you know, recommend to other people based on their good attributes. And the cool thing about having all these different connections is we can get the scoop for you guys on what's going on across the board with several different companies to give you kind of a big picture. Um, and we have really good relationships with these companies, with the managers, the directors of recruiting, um, and the recruiters themselves. And we also have a really big online community where we can talk to other travelers and see kind of what's been happening. So um, hopefully tonight we'll be able to give you a really good overview of what the job market looks like as of May 2021. So that way, if you're thinking about getting into travel therapy for the first time, if you are thinking about getting back into travel therapy, if you've been sitting on the sidelines, um, maybe you took a perm job for a little while or PRN because of the uncertainty of COVID, we hope that we'll be able to you know, guide you tonight in understanding what the job market looks like and help you with your decision making. And hopefully this will even help some of you guys that are continually traveling just to curb your expectations because um, job negotiations for contracts and things have looked a little different this past year. Everybody's job search process could have been a little different than what they had come to expect. So um, we'll give you the scoop on everything tonight, bring you job numbers um, in real time as of this week, and hopefully give you guys um, some helpful insight to make decisions about your career. So I know a lot of you guys are tuning in with us live on Facebook Live, and then some of you guys will choose to watch later on the replay or listen later on our podcast. Either way, no matter how you're um, listening or watching this, uh, we hope that you enjoy it and we thank you for joining us. If you are watching live, we'd love if you'd say hello in the comments and introduce yourself. Tell us if you're a student. Um, are you a, a therapist who's currently working at a permanent job? Are you a traveler? Um, let us know your discipline. We'd love to hear from you. And then as we go through the video, if you're watching live, you can feel free to ask us any questions that you have and we will answer them during the video. 
Um, I see a bunch of you guys are already on live. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Nick. Hi, Min. Hi, Sean. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Carla. Hey, Brian. Hey, Armand. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Brian. Hi, Mark. Hi, Carla. Hi, Laurie. Thank you guys so much for joining. Um, Nick says hello from Bitter Lake in New Mexico. Um, let's see who else says hello. Um, Nick says, of course the market is starting to take off after I start negotiating to stay as perm. No, Nick, don't go to the dark side. Don't go perm. Um, Ryan says, happy Mother's Day. Congratulations on the baby on the way. That is a joke. That is a joke. There's no baby on the way here. Maybe in your household, Ryan. Not here, guys. Hi, Amy. Thanks for joining, guys. Hey, other Jennifer. So yeah, spoiler alert, uh, Nick, um, the market is really improving and yeah. we are really excited. Um, we've been waiting for a year basically for things to recover and we're really seeing that now, like especially the last couple months, uh, big increases in jobs and uh, we're getting excited. Our job list, if some of you guys check that out on our website, Travel Therapy Mentor, I think it's .com slash jobs or something. Uh, hot jobs. Hot jobs. Mm -hmm. um, over 150 jobs on there right now and that's not inclusive of all jobs out there that's more like the top jobs from the companies we work with we we asked for their top jobs and that's what is listed on there but right. over 150 jobs out there uh, we're seeing a lot of people get placed so it's an exciting time it is um, before we dive into telling you guys the whole update all the numbers and all that stuff um, just want to give you a couple quick updates about us for those of you guys that follow along with what we're up to and everything um, as you mentioned we just we happened to schedule a bunch of events today um, we had we did um, a zoom call with our friends at MedVenture and we were talking about financial independence and retiring early and that was a really fun chat we just got done recording a podcast with our friends Kim and Aaron um, for their podcast called in route um, podcast travel podcast so that should be coming out on Tuesday for you guys to listen to um, of course tonight we have our job market update and we're also running a sale right now on our travel therapy course so for those of you guys that are thinking about getting into travel therapy or you're within your first couple contracts and you want to learn more just about how to get started with travel and um, also learn how to be financially successful we are running a sale um, if you're a student or you're graduating in 2021 or have already graduated in 2021, you can save $250 on our course using the code STUDENT2021. And if you're a clinician, somebody who's experienced already working, you can save $200 on our course by using the code CLINICIAN2021. So that sale will be running only this week. It'll um, end next Sunday. So if you are thinking about getting into travel therapy, that's a great resource for you to learn all the ins and outs. And we can teach you more about how we've used travel healthcare to um, become you know, financially stable and really improve our financial situation. Yeah, so into the trends. I know you guys don't care about that stuff, so. Oh, right. <laughs> um, oh, and there's other announcements too, but we're uh, not quite ready to share. Hopefully next week. Yeah, probably next we'll week. We'll have big news about like what our next move is. It's exciting, it's travel. exciting. So it's gonna be really cool because in a, just a couple weeks we might be coming to you live, not from our home in Virginia, but from somewhere really cool. So I'm really excited. Um, hey Nick, uh, hey Steven, he says coming all the way from Chicago and Carla says she's from Blacksburg, Virginia, just down nice. the road. Um, <laughs> Nick, thank you guys. Awesome. Well, let's dive into it. All right. So um, as we mentioned, this is kind of a conglomeration of information from about eight to 10 companies that we work with. Uh, we asked what their trends are, what, how many jobs they're seeing open, also how many jobs, new jobs they see per week. Um, and we just want to give you guys a, uh, basically a aggregate of what a variety of companies are seeing in the market right now. And like I said, every company, uh, they have different trends. They, um, they have different views on what's going on, but all of them, it's unanimous that the market is improving. Um, Absolutely. The only thing that varies really is the degree to which it's improving, but, yeah. um, but that's a, a great variation to have. Yeah, so oh, across the board this month when we asked, as compared to our video about six weeks ago, everybody said that it's improving, that these last four to five weeks have been huge for therapists, which is our main audience. You know, We're PTs, we mostly help to mentor PTs, OTs, SLPs, PTAs, and CODAs. And across the board, all of our recruiters that work with those disciplines said it's booming. 
Um, the, the unanimous thought was that PT was making the hugest comeback. So they've seen the really the biggest increase in PT numbers over the last month, which is amazing for all of our PT um, clinicians and our PT new grads out there. They said that OT is still steadily coming back, so definitely not stagnant, definitely not declining, just not quite as big of a jump as PT, but steadily coming back. Um, they said across the board, SLP is the best it's ever been. Like even pre-pandemic, SLP is even stronger than it was, say, in 2019. Yeah, so basically, um, we should probably recover this again. We've kind of mentioned this each time, but uh, the weird thing about COVID was, I mean, there's a lot of weird things about it, but in terms of travel therapy, it happened at a time when the market was already depressed from PDPM and PDGM. So the travel market was already down going into uh, the beginning of 2020. And then COVID really devastated the market. So when we're talking about some of these numbers, we wanna talk about normal, which we're kind of comparing to pre-PDPM and PDGM, uh, but we don't know if it's ever actually going to get back to those numbers. You know, that the, the change in reimbursements from those um, those Medicare changes could be permanent decreases in the travel therapy job market. So we want to talk about normal pre-PDPM and PEGM and then also uh, pre-COVID numbers. Mm -hmm. So uh, pretty much the consensus from the, the companies that we talked to, we're pretty much back to pre-COVID levels but we are probably only about 60% of normal levels prior to uh, PDPM and PDGM, which was October of 2019 when that started mm -hmm. decreasing the travel job market. Yeah, so October of 2019 through about like January of 2020, things were already a little bit depressed. Even into February, March. Yeah, and then so we were just starting to see things pick back up in like February, March 2020 when it took a huge dip back down. Um, and it really went almost like if you guys have been watching and following along with these trends since we started recording these videos last year, it went almost to like zero. There was a time where there were almost no travel therapy jobs. Meanwhile, nursing and like respiratory therapy, there was a huge need. Um, you know, there was lots of travel nursing jobs and things, but therapists just weren't as in high demand. There were lots of layoffs. There was lots of stuff going on. So we've made almost a full return to probably how it was back at the beginning of 2020 when it was down a little bit, but um, not down a lot. So from this time last year, from May of 2020, things have increased about 100%. Yeah, I mean, not only were there not many jobs available like April, May of last year, but even the people on contract were being canceled from the job. So uh, there was just a massive drop. It was probably, from the already depressed numbers, probably 80 to 90% down, which was just an awful time. Um, it's the worst in, in history for a lot of the companies, uh, the recruiters that we work with, at least in the last like 10 years, uh, they never saw the market that bad. And, and some of the companies and recruiters were extremely pessimistic during that time, and it made us, um, it made us nervous about travel therapy and, and would it ever rebound. Yeah, unfortunately we are seeing that it is rebounding. Um, we're still not quite looking at our, our May 2019 numbers, still maybe about 60% or 70% of our May 2019 numbers, but still pretty darn good. Um, so we'll go through some specific numbers, but across the board we're hearing things are picking up, things are even better than 2019 for SLPs, about 60% for PT and OT, and maybe a little bit lower than that for PTA and CODA. We are hearing of a lot more therapists getting placements, like the ones that we've mentored and have helped get placed into jobs. We're seeing a huge uptick in that. All of our recruiters are saying they're placing more and more people. Really good signs there. Um, and we'll tell you about some of the other trends as well. So let's share here some numbers that we got from different companies. And what is important here to know is every company is gonna be a little different. So there are some really big companies that are gonna have a massive number of jobs. And then there's some smaller companies that maybe won't have as big of a number of jobs, but they could have some unique jobs that maybe the big company doesn't have. And this is why we always recommend working with more than one company because you wanna see a good variety of jobs across the board. We typically recommend working with three to four companies of varying size, small, medium, and large. There's gonna be pros and cons to each company. So as we go through these numbers, there will be big differences. Yeah, and we want to break this down too into, um, well, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but new jobs per week as well as total open jobs. Mm -hmm. In the past, uh, almost for this whole past year, those numbers were almost the same because the jobs that were open were getting filled really quickly. And mm -hmm. now there's actually some jobs staying on the market, which is a wonderful thing because that puts more of the 
negotiating power, I would say, in the hands of travelers. Because if these jobs are open longer, they're not getting filled instantly, then uh, you know the facilities start to realize that, oh, I can't offer as low of a pay rate. We have to be more competitive. Uh, and that's a very good thing for yeah, us. Yeah, huge point here. Back in tw this time last year, it was like a job opened, it got 30 applicants and then it closed instantly. So yeah. now there are some jobs that are maybe are a little less desirable, aren't getting as many applicants. So if you decide to apply for that job, you'll have a really good chance of getting it and you'll have more negotiating power if you wanna bump up the pay or whatnot. So for one of our bigger companies, here's the numbers they gave us. Um, they said each week they're receiving between 100 and 150 new orders for PT. And then at any given time, sitting open, there's about 400 PT jobs, which is amazing. Yeah, that's, amazing. that's really good. I mean, that's definitely getting close to the numbers that we saw when we started traveling uh, back in 2015. Yeah, there was a time in 2020 last year where we would only see like 20 to 30 PT jobs, period. So back now we're seeing well over... 100 new per week and 400 total, amazing. Um, and again, some of those, it fluctuates, their jobs list fluctuates every day, just depending on how many new orders they get and how many get filled and how quickly it gets removed from their database. But some rough numbers here for PT. Now for OT, a little on the lower end, this company was seeing about 50 to 75 new jobs per week. And then sitting open, they might have you know 150 to 200 sitting open for, for OT. So still really strong numbers there for OT, just not quite as, as high as we used to be for OT. Now SLP off the charts. All, all the companies are telling us they're seeing three, four, five, 600 SLP jobs at any given time and still getting you know, hand over fist, hundreds of new SLP jobs per day. So SLPs, you have, the, the world is your oyster right now. You have it in the palm of your hands. You can pick almost anywhere you wanna to go to take a travel job. Yeah, um, and in terms of the supply and demand, like we talked about last year, we harped on this last year, like people were like, why are pay rates so low? It, you know, it's not fair that we get paid a low amount to go into these facilities where COVID's a risk and all that stuff. And you know, we, we said this back back then, like it all depends on the supply and demand. If there's a lot of travelers looking for jobs and a limited number of jobs, the jobs will gradually decrease in pay as well as benefits that they offer. Things like 40 hour guarantees and uh, 30 day cancellation notices. Like they realize they can get away with not giving that to travelers. On the other hand, when there's more jobs open than there are travelers looking, which we're getting to a point where that is closer to being accurate now, that's when things start shifting the other way where pay rates start going up and you see more of those benefits um, coming into play, 40 hour guarantees and 30 day cancellation notices. So those things are, are getting better. Yep. Now for this company, um, as far as PTA and CODA jobs, they're getting about 10 to 20 each week and then sitting open in their database, they might see anywhere from like 40 to 50 PTA and CODA jobs. This is not a huge number of PTA and CODA jobs, but it's a lot more than when during the pandemic because there were times where there was zero to five PTA and CODA jobs. So yeah. seeing 10 to 20 new ones open a week is really good. Um, now with our second company, this company is also a larger company, maybe a little smaller than the other, a moderate size company. Um, they said that their job numbers uh, each day that might be open, they, well, let me do it in reverse because that's how we did the other one. New jobs each week for PT was in like the 60 job range. Um, and then sitting open was over 200. So really good for PT. For OT, new jobs each week, about 15 to 20, and then sitting open about 50 to 60. So still pretty good there, but not quite as high as our PT jobs. For SLPs, they were getting at least 20, if not more each week, and having close to 100 open at a time. So maybe for this company, it looks like they could be marketing more for PTs, maybe not focusing as much on SLPs because we're getting a lot higher numbers there from some of the other companies. And then their job numbers for PTA and CODA, they were reporting five to 10 new per week and 20 to 30 sitting open. Yeah, and, and that's a, you know, you can see these numbers differences here. That's why it's so important to work with multiple companies because, you know, the last company, the bigger company, 600 open SLP jobs compared to about 100 for this company. So, you know, make sure you're working with multiple companies to get a variety of job options and openings um, that you can choose from. Yeah, and again, more isn't always better because it just because it's more doesn't mean it's always gonna be where you wanna go. So, 
you know, that company that has only 100, they might have one where the other company doesn't. You just don't know unless you work with more than one, which keeps your doors open. Yeah. As we go through these, if you guys have any questions or if anything's not clear or any comments on the job market, what you're seeing, let us know. Yep. Um, now, this is one of our smaller companies that we, you know, they have other really great benefits for working with a smaller company. Again, some of those more um, unique situations and things, but their overall job numbers a little lower. Um, they're saying they're getting in the 40 to 50 range new each week and in the 70 to 80 range sitting open for PT. So it looks like um, on their list, they're opening and closing those jobs quicker. Maybe they're just placing more people. Um, OT, they had about 20 new each week and then they had about 40 sitting open at any given time. Um, and again, I think when I go through these numbers, it also makes me wonder if like each company tracks their metrics a little different. Um, but definitely these are better numbers than what we were seeing. Yeah. Um, for SLP, they were reporting about 30 new per week and then about 50 sitting open at any given time. For PTA and CODA, about 10 new each week and about 20 open at, on a given day. Um, for another company, which is also a medium to small company, they reported over 200 PT jobs, over 100 OT jobs, over 300 SLP jobs. CODA, they actually report higher CODA than the other ones. They reported about 50 CODA jobs and about uh, 20 PTA jobs. So who knows, maybe working with some of these smaller companies, you might find some of those PTA and CODA openings that the bigger companies didn't have. It just really varies. Um, here, another company that is um, a medium to large sized company, they were reporting about 70 new PT jobs per week, but then their total database of PT jobs, almost 400. That's awesome. OT, they were only reporting about 20 new each week, but then they had a database of about 150. For SLP, they were getting about 40 new orders per week, but then they had a database of almost 400, kind of like neck and neck there with PT. That's huge, I think, actually, in terms of PT, because it used to be that SLP was the only one in these three and 400 categories. None of the companies were reporting PT up in those high numbers. So, um, and they were reporting PT and CODA jobs in the 40 to 50 range. Um, and then we have another smaller company here that's more of like a niche company, I'd say, in one region. Yeah, this is looking specifically at just numbers of jobs open. Um, PT, about 180. OT, about 110. SLP, about 210. Yeah. So a big variety here across all the different companies that we asked, but I can tell you that they're all trending upwards. And I would say an overall summary here is that SLP is stronger than it's ever been. PT has had a huge spike in the last month. OT is steadily moving up and PTA and CODA are steadily moving up, but still, still down quite a bit. Yep. Okay. So we want to get into the trends and projections for the coming months. If you guys are getting value from this, please like this video, leave us a comment, let us know. We always appreciate your feedback. Yeah. One trend that we heard about that we personally are super excited about is physical therapists, outpatient jobs are finally making a comeback. So if you guys, if any PTs are out there that have been keeping an eye out for outpatient jobs like we do, we're outpatient therapists, they, they took a serious nosedive because of COVID. And the big reason here were elective surgeries got cut across the country. Um, a lot of patients weren't you know, necessarily thinking it was a priority to go out to have outpatient therapy. So staffing was really a mess for outpatient clinics. They were having to lay off permanent staff. They certainly weren't inviting travelers to come. So outpatient jobs for a while there were almost non-existent. So it seems like this last month, they've really made a comeback. They've really made a comeback. In some of these areas, uh, there'll be like 10 job openings for outpatient clinics. Like, so uh, I'm sure you guys know, some of these like standalone clinics that kind of it starts in one area and then they just spread out from there. Some of those clinics, uh, those chain clinics in an area are looking for a lot of therapists right now, specifically outpatient PTs. Mm -hmm. So um, we've seen some cities that are, you know, 10 plus openings, which yeah. is amazing. One of our recruiters recently heard about, there was like a chain near um, like the Seattle area and they had a need for 20 outpatient physical therapists within a couple hour radius. And so that was just incredible to see. So we're really happy to see that outpatient PT jobs are starting to make a comeback. And you know what, even for you guys that are new grads that are watching or listening, they've actually um, had quite a few that they're willing to staff new grads and provide some training. So that's a huge benefit because sometimes outpatient clinics are really competitive and they're not willing to bring on a new grad, but some of these new openings that we've seen are willing to take on a new grad. Yep. Yeah, so if you're an outpatient PT, new grad, or you're thinking about taking the leap into travel, now is probably a very good time. Um, 
it's actually it's amazing how quickly it's rebounded just in a short period of time the last six weeks or so um we'll answer kind of some questions towards the end but i did just see brian said do you have any clue which states that have the best or most outpatient opportunities so i do know that i saw a huge influx in outpatient opportunities in washington state um, i did see quite a few as nick mentioned in the atlanta area of georgia and I saw quite a few in Virginia. And the cool thing is these are all compact states. Those three happen to all be compact states. So if you are someone who's compact eligible, that's a huge benefit there. If you're not, those are three states you could maybe consider for your licensing. And then always California, of course. California, of course. Um, but also if you guys wanna kinda keep track of job trends like that question, um, looking at our hot jobs list will give you a like a broad picture of just a sampling of the market. Of course, we don't list, yeah, right now we have about 150 jobs on there. It's usually ranging between five and 20 jobs that we gather from each recruiter. We're not listing all 400 of their PT jobs, yeah. you know, are listed to be out of control. We're just listing a sampling of hot jobs to show you guys what that looks like and help connect you guys with some cool opportunities. So that could give you just like a, a bird's eye view of which might be some good states to look in. Um, and also hopefully if you're working with a couple of good recruiters, they can help you with those questions because they watch this stuff every day. Like the recruiters are very um, in tune with which states have more jobs. So if you aren't interested in getting in touch with any of the recruiters that we recommend, we can help you guys out with that um, on our website at traveltherapymentor.com slash recruiters. You can fill out our recruiter recommendation form and we can connect you. Yeah, so an interesting thing here we heard uh, this time from one of the companies uh, is that the sniff contracts are not coming back like they thought they would. So there definitely are some sniff contracts out there, but they're not as prevalent as they were prior to COVID. Um, now, the question is, did PDPM permanently change the, uh, the, the travel market for for therapists working in skilled nursing. And we don't know that yet, but it, that could definitely be the case. So yeah. it might just be that from here on out with how PDPM is set up, we're just not gonna see as many um, skilled nursing jobs. Yeah, which is weird because honestly, the most of travel jobs are usually SNF. So if we're seeing a slight decline in SNF, that could um, account for the decline in numbers like that, why we're still only at 60% of 2019. Cause it used to be, if you were a SNF therapist, you could go anywhere. Cause SNFs were just super prevalent. Um, so that's kind of an interesting trend. Yeah. I mean, I think we're not that still, upset about it. I know, but they, I mean, they probably do need care. I, it just makes me wonder how the rehab skilled nursing facilities are changing their model to provide care to these patients. If they're yeah. not bringing on a lot of therapy staff, are they still providing as good of services? It makes they me definitely little, have to be structuring things differently. I don't know. It makes me a little concerned. If anybody has been working in SNFs lately and wants to give us a feed, some feedback on the level of patient care you're seeing, of course, every SNF is different, but we haven't worked in them in a couple of years, so we don't know for sure how PDPM and PDGM changed the level of care. So yeah, it is interesting to see a big increase in outpatient. Home health is still really strong. We're seeing a lot of home health jobs. And then the next most prevalent would be hospitals. We're seeing a, a good amount of hospital jobs. And school jobs are also picking up now that schools are reopening. Um, I think most schools in the country are getting back to at least partial in-person in, um, in classes, if not completely in-person classes. So now the, the need for school therapists is really picking up, especially especially for next year. Yeah, and right now is the timing when they will know if they're gonna have a need for a therapist for next year. Um, I know my mom has worked in the school system before, not in healthcare, but just as a staff member. And this is the time of year that they renew um, employee contracts for the next year, so they will know if they have a need or not. So most of the time for you guys that are kind of new to travel therapy, most travel therapy jobs in medical settings, hospitals, skilled nursing, outpatient uh, medical settings, they usually are listed just as like an ASAP start. Like you'll only know within two to four weeks of the job opening that there's going to be a need. The exception to this rule is schools. Schools typically know the season before, you know, the semester before that they're going to need someone for fall. So you can actually go ahead and get your foot in the door for a fall school contract if you're interested in schools now. So you'll see ones listed for August and September. Yeah, and one more note for outpatient therapists. I know a lot of you guys that follow us are interested in outpatient. One of the companies actually said that 31% of their open jobs right now are outpatient. 
That's that's wild. That's like, unheard of. Yeah, it used to be way less than that. Like uh, we used to choose which states we would go to based on how many open outpatient jobs there were, and we would choose states that if they had like four or five jobs, we'd be like, all right, hopefully this works. Um, but well, yeah, now it's really improving. Technically, she said that it was 31% of the new jobs that she received in April, which doesn't necessarily mean 31% of their database, but the new jobs, yeah, which new is jobs. still a huge trend. Um, and she also said that 50% of her current open jobs were PT. So it's like PT and then the other 50% divided among the other disciplines. So yeah. super cool for that, for the PTs. Now, in terms of other um, trends we want to tell you guys about, back when the whole pandemic happened, um, things were really uncertain. There was a lot of cancellations. A lot of the facilities were canceling travelers because they would maybe think they needed somebody and then their caseload fluctuated. Hopefully now at this stage of the pandemic, the um, vaccine, hopefully the regulations have leveled out. The companies kind of know better what to expect in terms of their staffing. So the companies, the travel therapy companies are reporting that the facilities aren't canceling travelers like they were before. So that's huge. Um, and that helps us with our job security because it was really uncertain there for a while. If you didn't know if they were gonna cancel you, you didn't necessarily wanna go out on a limb to drive across the country to take a job if there was a higher chance of cancellation. So that seems to have leveled out and not quite so bad. Yeah, in terms of pay rates, um, like we mentioned with the supply and demand, it is moving in favor of the therapist, especially compared to a year ago. Um, so that means pay rates are starting to increase. There was a while there, if you guys were watching our videos like, um, like probably April through July of last year, where there was a lot of jobs like in the $1,300 to $1,400 range for evaluating therapists, which is very low. Um, so now we're seeing, mostly it's recovered. I mean, it's still getting back to where it used to be, but most jobs are in the $1,500 to $1,600 uh, range after taxes, which is pretty normal. And of course, there's always gonna be higher paying jobs in certain areas or, or home health specific disciplines um, not disciplines, what is it? Uh, settings. Settings, yeah, specific settings. Um, so, yeah, I mean, things are getting back to normal, not completely back to normal, but uh, fifteen dollars to $1,600 a week after taxes is the average. Yeah, and definitely, like, those jobs that are going to be in, like, the Bay Area of California, home health jobs, you'll definitely still see your 1800 to 2000 um, We have seen an increase in number of jobs for PT, OT, and SLP that would pay more than 2000 a week. We've seen a handful of those come through lately on our hot jobs list. It's not, like, super prevalent, so not every one of you is going to be able to land a PT, OT, or SLP job. 2000 plus, but there are a handful out there, which is better than it was last year for sure. Yeah. Um, outpatient therapists for like physical therapy outpatient, those jobs do tend to run on the lower end. I would say in our time traveling and doing outpatient contracts, we usually made between 1550 and 1850. And so you're probably gonna see outpatient jobs more in that like 15 to 16, maybe 1700 range right now. Yeah. And it always depends on what state. All of our jobs have been on the East Coast. So um, that's more of the trend here, but there definitely are some higher paying outpatient jobs on the West Coast. Yeah. So we wanna get into talking about what are our projections for the summer and what are our recommendations? Because I know there's a lot of you that are new grads that are thinking about getting into travel therapy for the first time, or maybe you're a clinician who's thinking about jumping into travel therapy. So we wanna help you guys out with what can you expect coming up? Is it a good time to enter the market? And what are our recommendations? But before we do that, um, if you guys are enjoying this video, if you're learning something, if you like it, please hit the like button. You guys can tag a friend that maybe could watch this later on the replay if they're thinking about getting into travel therapy. We do appreciate the, the love and the feedback. Yeah, so for the projections coming up uh, the next few months, things look like they're gonna just continue to do what they've done over the last six weeks or so. I mean, uh, all indications are that this increase is just going to gradually um, keep going up. Uh, jobs are gonna keep going up. And hopefully within the next few months, we might be back to pre-PDPM, PDGM levels, which would be amazing. Like yeah. we really weren't sure if that would ever happen um, even prior to COVID. So that would be a, a huge thing. Yeah, so the, the, the recruiters are projecting that PT is gonna continue to be kind of a quick and fast rise like it has been. OT is gonna kind of steadily keep moving in the direction. And I think that SLP will remain about how it is because it's pretty much at the top of what we can expect for SLP right now. Um, we're also hoping and projecting that, you know, with the vaccine rolling out, 
with elective surgeries just kind of getting back to normal as the country hopefully gets back to normal with the day-to-day -day operations that we will see the market level out to normal. These are the types of like behind the scene things that we need to think about like cause and effect. What causes our job market to fluctuate? So hopefully if the country is getting back to normal, then our you know orthopedic needs will get back to normal and people who've been delaying care will get back to needing care and those types of, of trends. Yeah, in terms of pay, we think like 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 we talked about the supply and demand is shifting in favor of the therapist which is extremely important as that happens and as these jobs sit open longer they're going to be forced to be more competitive so we think that the, the pay rates are going to continue to rise gradually um, of course this is not an overnight thing it takes time um, you know say a facility lists a job at 1500 and no one takes that job then they might increase it after a couple weeks of no candidates to 1600 or something like that so it's not something that happens right away but over time uh, we, we anticipate that trend to continue gradually upward. Another trend that we need to think about is what happened with us therapists that decided to take permanent jobs? Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the one who's watching this who did decide to take a permanent job or stay in a permanent job. Maybe last year you were thinking about getting into travel therapy, but you didn't. So if things like that, if those therapists who stayed put in permanent jobs start to leave their jobs to maybe pursue travel or do other things or maybe they were thinking about starting a cash pay business or they were thinking about making a career change these are the types of people moving that create openings for travelers um, so it could be a really good time and honestly one of our recruiters just said get your people tell your friends we need travelers like tell them it's right now is the time that if you've been sitting on the sidelines it is go time because they feel very confident that the summer is going to be good so that's my, our message overall for you guys that have been sort of waiting on the sidelines and you weren't sure i think really now is is the time every time whitney says get your people tell your friends reminds me of hot your kids hot your wives <laughs> that's a good one okay um, so those are kind of like the projections and what we're thinking. And I mean, I feel like we need to knock on wood before I say too many things, but it's it's really positive. It was overall positive. Um, I do want to throw in, oh, I just saw a quick note that wanted to bring me back down for a second. Weird trend. Actually, some of the recruiters, one in particular, was telling us that he was seeing more jobs sit open that didn't receive applicants. And he was wondering if some of the therapists were sitting out of the workforce and staying on unemployment and not jumping at these jobs. And he was really intrigued by that. And so he was wondering if the stimulus checks and the unemployment that a lot of people um, were utilizing throughout the pandemic, if when that kind of stops if more people will be plugging into jobs at that time. Yeah, that it's definitely an, possible. That we, was an interesting We don't know, but, um, but I'm sure there's some people that are waiting for benefits to run out or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, but overall, everybody feels like the jobs are going to keep coming up and it's a good time for travelers to resume being in the job market. So with that said, we want to give you guys our tips and what we recommend for you right now. So of course, we think that if, like as I said, if you have been sitting out and thinking about travel therapy, we do think that this is probably the best time in a year and a half to go ahead and get into travel therapy. Um, there are always gonna be risks and there are always gonna be unknowns with travel therapy. So we do you know, recommend that you have some savings saved up just in case of that uncertainty of not having consistent back-to-back -back contracts. That's always a risk as a travel therapist, but we do feel like it's a pretty comfortable time to dip your toe in. But what does that look like? If you're a new grad who hasn't entered the workforce yet, it's actually a pretty comfortable and safe time because you can both be applying to travel jobs or permanent jobs, or you could just delay your applications for permanent jobs by a month and sort of see how your applications for the travel jobs go. So it's like a safe bet, you know? Yeah, uh, an important thing, no matter what the job market is, but specifically now, think about what your priorities are um, we, we were saying for the past year, be flexible. You don't have to be as flexible as you did have to be, but of course you always have to be flexible as a traveler. So prioritize what's most important to you. Is it, is it that you specifically want a certain setting, a certain state, or do you just want the highest pay? And prioritize those things and remember that when you're looking for jobs. Like what is your primary motivation for traveling? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're someone who's in a permanent job, you're, it looks a little different there for you as far as like making the decision and how the timeline works. Um, so as a per person who's in a permanent job, make sure that you have done, you know, your um, checklist beforehand. So think about starting to get some state licenses in addition to your one state license. Think about your priorities as far as like which states and which settings and things like that. 
and you know go ahead and get set up with some recruiters and start the process but you also need to know that if you actually hit go and once you've gotten set up with recruiters and you ask them to submit you for a job it can go really quick so we run into this sometimes with permanent therapists where they think well i'm just going to start applying for some jobs and then i'll put in my notice at my permanent job or i'll have time to give a 30-day notice Unfortunately, sometimes you don't have time to give your 30-day notice. Yeah, things can move way faster than you expect, especially in a, in a, a market where there's a lot of jobs open and um, you know they're trying to find travelers. If you apply to one of those jobs and they need you, you can get an interview the same day. This happened with, uh, um, with a lot of people we know recently. Um, that might relate to our announcement soon, but um, uh, but yeah, like the job market is moving very fast. Yeah, so it can be a little bit tricky with your timing. So there's things that we recommend for everybody as you're starting to prepare to take the leap, whether you're a student, a new grad, or an experienced clinician. It might look just slightly different, but some things we recommend are take into account your state licenses. If you're a PT um, or an SL, I don't think the SLP compact has gone into effect yet soon. But if you're a PT who has compact eligibility, that's huge. If you're not, if you're an OT and SLP um, or CODA and or PT who doesn't PT or PTA who doesn't live in a compact state, you might want to go ahead and think about getting one or two additional licenses before you begin the application process because it opens up your job options. Second thing, we always recommend working with more than one recruiter. We've said this time and time again. There are certain therapists that just feel more comfortable. The process for them is just more streamlined and easy and less stressful if they work with one recruiter. But in our opinion, you're really limiting yourself by not having enough job opportunities at your fingertips. So we recommend working with about three to four recruiters at different size companies that have different types of openings. Yeah, and, and like we like was illustrated with these numbers, like they can vary a lot. So that's why it's very important to work with multiple companies of different sizes. Uh, they might have completely different numbers of jobs open. You might have a lot more opportunities if you if you work with an additional company. Yeah, and so what's that timeline look like? We, we recommend that you start reaching out to these recruiters and getting the ball rolling of just like talking to them and doing what we call getting your profile set up where they'll ask you to send your resume and your references and they have you fill out what's called a skills checklist and they do all these things to get your profile ready about one to three months ahead of the time you plan to start start this process so if you find yourself right now or soon within that one to three month range feel free to reach out to us to get our recruiter recommendations you can do that on our website what we do is if you fill out our recruiter recommendation uh, form we'll look at your preferences and then we'll try to pick three companies that we think would be good for you three individual recruiters we'll send you their contact information you can set up just an initial phone call just like a screening it doesn't have to commit you by any means what you'll do is just chat with them see if that's a company and a recruiter that you think you could get along with well don't be afraid to go ahead and fill out your application for all three companies and then when it's really time for you to be like, okay, it's time. I, in a month from now, I would like to be in a travel job. They will start submitting you to jobs. They'll say, hey, I have this job here. Can I submit you? And this is when the whole ball starts rolling. And sometimes it can go really fast. Sometimes it takes longer. It depends on your individual preferences. Yeah. Um, one thing there, though, is to be careful when you're working with multiple, com multiple companies and recruiters to not just give them permission to submit you to any job that seems like it might work for you. Because what happens a lot there is the, the, uh, the companies will get the same job and they might submit you all of them to the same job at the same time. And you wanna to try to avoid that. So if you're working with multiple companies, make sure that you, get, uh, you give them approval before submitting to a job. So yeah. don't just let them submit you to any job. And what that might look like is hopefully if you are comfortable with it, you might get on a text message basis with your recruiters or if you're not you can stay on an email or phone call basis with them and it might look like um, say is especially if you're looking for a specific job in a specific place if that job comes across their computer screen and they're like wow i have that outpatient job in boston that they want they might shoot you a quick text and say hey i have a job in, in boston can i submit you well if you find out about the same or it sounds like it's probably the same job from three different recruiters you need to very quickly decide say yes to one of them and no to the other two because you want to avoid being double submitted there are certain circumstances where if you were looking for something really really specific and you really wanted to be the first one to get your application in some travelers will choose to have like a go-to recruiter like say they have three but they have one they like a lot better than the others like maybe they pay a little higher or their benefits work a little better for them they might just give that one person permission to submit them without asking but tell the other two your rule is 
please ask me before you submit me. This way you avoid double submission, but you have that one main recruiter that could get you in the door quicker. Because that can be really important. Um, sometimes these jobs, they'll interview within an hour or two of a submission. And if you're not one of the first ones in there, then, then you might not have a chance at that job. Yeah. So this is just a little bit of our advice and what we've learned over the years on how to kind of be savvy with your job search. Because right now, like things are definitely opening up. You know, hopefully you have your pick of, of a bunch of jobs that you like, but it depends on how picky you're being. We mentor people every single day and all of you guys have different preferences. You know, for a while for us, we were looking for only outpatient jobs in only the you know two states that we were licensed in. And that was kind of a picky job search and we understood that it was a little bit of a picky job search. And we needed two jobs close together. Yeah, and so we had a little bit tougher time. Now, if we had been a little more flexible, if we hadn't been quite so picky, there were tons of PT jobs, you know, within the two, three states we had licenses in, but they were all like skilled nursing or, or something we just didn't want. So it depends on you and how picky your preferences are, how wide open your job search is going to be versus like being a little more competitive. Yep. So I think that's all of our tips. Um, we're going to get through some questions and comments. If you guys have any questions or comments, leave them uh, there below. Um, and if you could, please like this video. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope that this was helpful to you guys in preparing for the next move. So let's see what questions you guys have for us. Alrighty. <laughs> Nick has a lot to say about outpatient jobs in Roswell, New Mexico. Nick um, is a permanent Roswell, uh, I think, uh, resident at this point. I know. He's thinking about going firm. Um, Kaylee says new grads are very bookable right now. It is okay to take the leap. I can second that because we've seen a ton of new grads that we've mentored getting placed in jobs. In fact, I think um, one of our friends on here, um, Lucas, you know, is a relatively newer grad and he also um, just recently got a, a travel job. So that's awesome. Um, and we've helped numerous new grads get placed into jobs. Okay. Um, the market is rebounding for sure. The last two months have been fire. Thanks for your feedback, Kaylee. Um, so Kaylee is highlighting the point here of what we call speed to market, and that's getting your application in the door quickly, because sometimes they'll, they'll have like a cap on how many applications they will take, and they'll just take the first five resumes that come across, and that's it. And you wanna be one of the first ones, of course. Um, so yeah, definitely a good point there. Carla says, how is the job market for travelers that have 10 plus years of experience? Experience is important um, for travelers, for any position, of course. Uh, if you have experience as a therapist, a company is much more likely to hire you, especially if you're good on the interview, compared to a new grad. So um, that is only a helpful thing. I mean, there's no downside of having more experience. So the market's already picking up for everyone, but specifically if you have additional experience that will stand out to employers, then that's even better. Absolutely, Carla. So your application over someone who doesn't have experience is gonna be huge, but we also have to think about there are different factors in travel. For example, if there's a new grad who's applying for the same job you're applying for, you would probably be their top choice in terms of experience. However, if you, um, can't start on the day they need you to start and you instead are someone who's like I need 30 days to give notice or I can't start till this date because blah blah, blah. sometimes they'll choose the person who can start at the, when they need them earlier even if they have less experience because they really need somebody there as quickly as possible that's one example where experience might get outweighed a second example would be if the experienced person is trying to push for more money and the facility is like, well, we can get this person in here who's willing to take the job at this lower rate, we'll take this person. But it just yeah. really depends. Every single facility and every single job is going to be different depending on how they're ranking candidates. Yep, sometimes they're willing to pay more for experience. Um, Brian wants to know how is, oh, uh, he says, when is the best time to start looking for a contract while you're already on another contract? Uh, I mean, there's no specific answer, but I would say as soon as possible. Um, for us, that was usually about halfway through that assignment. We would start filling out, feeling out whether we wanted to extend the contract or start looking for another one. So probably somewhere seven to eight weeks before you're planning to start the next job is a, a good time to be looking. Because yeah. you know, normally you're not going to book a job that far in advance, but sometimes it happens. Sometimes uh, there'll be a perfect job that's open that has a start date that you want and, and you can just get that set up ahead of time. And that is a, a huge relief when you're able to do that. Yeah. Um, Josh says, please post this video afterwards because I just started watching. Um, Josh and anyone else who came in late, this will always be posted for replay on our Facebook page at Travel Therapy Mentor, and we will upload it later to our podcast if you'd like to listen to it there. 
All right, let's see what other questions you guys have for us. Thank you for all of the wonderful engagement tonight. You guys are awesome. Yeah, a cool thing about the podcast too, we started basically recording the audio version, uploading that on the podcast. That's actually growing now. We're getting quite a few listeners. So I know some of you guys are going to be listening to this later on the podcast. Yeah, if you guys do listen to our podcast, we'd love if you could leave us a review like on the Apple podcast app. That would really help like giving us a rating and a quick review there. Um, Because that's just kind of something we started doing on the side, uploading these to the podcast so people could listen to them more conveniently. Um, So hopefully if you guys are enjoying that, you wouldn't mind just leaving us a quick review. Um, Nick says, why don't you guys go hang out in the ATL? You could check out the traffic. Yeah, I like Atlanta (laughs) as a city, but the traffic is... I think we'll pass on the traffic. All right, let's see if we have any other questions here. I think we already answered Brian's question about outpatient jobs. All right. Nick and George are having their own conversation. I'll just leave that one. Um, George says he's working at a 26-week home health contract. And then, George, you're settling down after that, right? I don't know. George keeps saying that. I think he's not really going to. Um, Let me see if there's any other questions real quick before we wrap up. Okay. Stephen says, thanks for all the great info as always. Thank you for watching, Stephen. We appreciate it. We're happy to bring you guys the scoop. Okay, Brian had a follow-up question. He says, should I prompt the extension talk or should I have positions in other towns to use as leverage before doing so? What is your experience? Um, Normally, most contracts, you can kind of feel out the situation. Are they interviewing a lot of candidates for that job that you're, um, uh, you know, permanent candidates for the job you're taking? Uh, chances are they're probably going to hire someone and you won't be needed there. So in that situation, you know, extension is probably not going to happen. But there's a lot of jobs where you can you can tell that they use a lot of travelers and they're probably not going to hire someone. And in that case, almost always, uh, unless there's just some like conflict there, they're going to want you to extend instead of bringing someone new in and having to train them and, you know, get them up and running. So... You know, you can usually feel it out, and I would I would not go through the hassle if it's a job that you would want to extend. I would not go through the hassle of looking at other options and having um, you know backup plans until you exhaust the extension option. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would bring that up first and just say like, "Hey, uh, I'm thinking about looking for new jobs um, for when this contract ends, and I was just wondering if you guys would have any need. If not, no big deal. And yeah. just, just approach it like that. Yeah, you want to feel it out about halfway through. That's a good way to approach it. It's just, we would say something like, hey, I just want to let you know um, it's about halfway through my contract. This is the point at which I would usually start to look for my next contract. So I wanted to know if you guys might need me here any longer. And if so, if, you know, I could stay longer. Um, or if not, I'm going to go ahead and start looking for my next contract. And then they'll let you know, like, no, actually, we're not going to need you once your your contract's up. Thank you. And that'll tell you right then and there if it's... I don't really think there's ever going to be a leverage situation. They're just going to either need you or they won't. Yeah. Um, you know, con- good contracts can be hard to come by, especially in certain situations. So if you have a good contract that you really like, um, I wouldn't be too pushy with the leverage and things like that. If it's a good contract, they're paying you pretty well. You can always get an extension bonus or a little bit of extra money, but um, you know that's not something you're gonna be discussing directly with the facility. So just try to get an idea if they want you to extend or not. And then if they do, then you go back to your recruiter to negotiate the terms of the extension. If you're trying to get more money or something like that, talk that over with the recruiter, not with the manager. You're just finding out about staffing needs with exactly. the manager. Exactly, yep. yep. All right, guys. Well, if that's all your questions, we appreciate you guys tuning in and watching. Again, if you learned anything from this video, if you got value out of it, hit the thumbs up button, share it with a friend, tag a friend who's thinking about travel therapy. We do think it's a really good time to get into travel therapy this summer, the best it's been in a year and a half. Um, We're really excited. We're so happy for you guys that are now going to finally have the opportunity to travel. Um, We're always here for you if you have questions about how to get started. We've got a lot of um, other videos and articles that can help you guys out. Um, If you are interested in our course, we are running a sale on that if that's something you're interested in. And if you do want to get connected with some of the recruiters that we know, we can help you guys out with that. That's a free service. Just fill out our form. We'll shoot you an email. Yeah. And one more thing to add about that is if you have taken a contract with one of our recruiters, I know a lot of you guys on here have either this year or in 2020. Um, we're doing a big giveaway at the end of this year. So anyone that took a contract between 2020 and the end of 2021 with any of our recruiters, 
or through the hot jobs list. Uh, if you fill out the form on our website to enter into the drawing, we're picking four people to give $250 gift cards to. Yep. Um, so that could be something that you guys are eligible for. Yep, so at the end of the year, we'll be giving you away $1,000 worth of gift cards to give back to you guys that have taken some jobs with um, our recommended recruiters. So if you're, if you qualify for that, if you, if you know already like, oh yeah, I got connected with Whitney and Jared's recruiters last year or earlier this year, fill out that form on our site. Um, and I can even share the link in this video for you guys to enter the give, win that giveaway. All right, love you guys. All right, well, thanks for joining and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.